one. Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. We're on episode 34 now, and this is Altai, joined by... Omer. Big Gumble. Matt. Surreal. Oh, we got everyone. <laughs> yeah, we did it. <laughs> that was it, Omer. Let's go. We went full circle. All right. Uh, uh, how was everyone's week so far, guys? What have you guys been up to? What, you, what have you guys played? Anything interesting? Uh, I played Granado Espada, which I made a grumble for. And was it interesting? And then one of the... Well, it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was definitely interesting. It's definitely the way to describe it because you play three characters at once. But the soundtrack, soundtrack was awesome. It was did you play uh, on Steam or on the official. I site? did play it through Steam. Actually, I've been interested in Granado Espada for a while because of the steampunk aesthetic. And when I saw it came out on Steam, I thought, all right, it's on Steam. I don't have to download some crappy independent client, so I'm going to give it a try. Which may or may not be bundled with spyware. As which usual. may or may not be bundled with spyware. Which after I ran Malware Bytes of the day, I think it, everything I have downloaded has been bundled with spyware. I prefer so. to view it as a, it comes with a surprise. It comes with a little something extra. Right? It's a, yeah, you know what? It's a little treat. Uh, you're right. They just, you know, <laughs> they want to give you your bang for your buck, your free buck. So I, I recommend trying it out if you want to see the uh, evolution of, of how games are done. But it is, you know, classic tab targeting. Now, isn't that like an interesting game because you play multiple characters? Isn't yeah. that how it goes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you play three at once. We only control one at a time. Why uh, you but you can use all their skills. It's freaking me out. Continue. There's an even cooler part of that game. Your characters play themselves. So you just take all three, you put them in the middle of a dungeon. Yeah. All right? Yep. And then you just watch as they just play. Yeah, I learned that uh, towards the end of my, my grumble there. And uh, whatever. <laughs> the AFK aesthetic is pretty yeah. solid, all right? Very nice. No need to bot, you know? You don't have to download a third-party bot and get another virus. This game I, really cares about the players, all right? I recommend Granado Espada not as a game to devote your time to, as a game for a great soundtrack, and just, just if you're just curious. If you have any curiosity about, you know, where we are today... If you're curious about the past, universe, right? You play Granado Espada, okay? If you have oh. philosophical curiosity, play Granado Espada. Or if you want to see where the developers of Tree of Savior came from. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's oh, true, yeah. too. Yeah. It is, is that where they came from? Yeah, mm-hmm. IMC Games. Yeah. I believe I read that the actual the engine used for Tree of Savior is the same one used in uh, Granada Spada, just modified a lot. Boom. Huh. Pretty cool. There you go. Matt, what about you? Anything interesting happening this week? Um, I played a lot of Starbound. That's about it. Oh, that's fair enough. Did they upgrade it or update it? Apparently they're getting close to 1.0, whatever that means. Is it still early access? Yep. Okay. Still I hate is. that term now. Early access is just like, oh. How does that compare know. to uh, Terraria? Starbound's not done, but it's like it's done enough that even if they never finish it, I I don't care at this point. There's so much to do. Wow. Yeah. Right, uh, I've been playing a shit ton of Rust this week. All right. Oh my yeah. god, we did. Yeah, I I got in on the Rust game a little bit late when after everyone already started playing, but it's still a really popular game and. I started playing with the since we did the Sunday Funday video, and since Rustified server reset on January seventh, I think, or maybe a little earlier. But I've been playing it since then, and we we built quite a bit on there. So I, I, that that's been my week. A lot of Rust. Nice, nice. It's a good good way to spend your week. Yeah. You never go wrong with Rust, except you do have to devote all day to it. Yes. Been getting destroyed in that game. Well, we got a base. We got some bolts. We got some guns. We're good to go. <sighs> Until you get back on and your base is destroyed. Hey, so yeah, far the ba- so far the base is a okay. All right, it's it's on it's on a hill. It's on a rock. We're covered. We got we got. It's elevation. in the radiation zone. Everyone you do- dies before they get there. <laughs> I did see your base. You got your base in a good spot. It's definitely getting raided though, because it looks like you have something valuable. It's expanded a lot more since you came on, Sean. It's only getting better. 
Oh, it's because you water. built it on a giant rock. Yeah, it's See, awesome. There's, there's no way to get up unless you build like an even bigger tower and like parachute down or something. Yeah, it's it's near impossible to get on there. You destroy all the cabinets first. But uh, Aaron and Shiwa, what have you two been playing? I've been playing a little bit of League. Yeah. Um, trying to, I actually played a few games with some people that are already ranked. And that <laughs> didn't really go well. I just got crushed. But I'm learning the game slowly. What made you go to League after the, the debate? Discussion. For, everyone who, for everyone, anyone who watched last week or the week <laughs> before, the debate about what's better, League or Dota 2. So now you've converted? <laughs> did a missionary get you? It did. I was. Uh, I, I saw the light, let's just say. Good, there you go. Wow. That's a shock. No, actually, I'll tell you what happened. I think I told you last time. Dota 2 had a new big patch recently. Mm -hmm. And the one hero I play a lot uh, got completely nerfed and changed. So I'm just waiting oh. for them to... Uh, Change it, or I gotta find a new inspiration. Just because you get nerfed doesn't mean you have to stop playing it. All right. As soon as you get nerfed, sometimes too, you just well, buck up and keep playing. It. I'm just, you know, yeah. choosing to wait. Fair enough. Sure. Um, I've been playing Rust with Omer, and I've been playing a lot of Counter Strike. Other than that, I was actually super sick, like in the beginning of the week, so I was, I was kind of just lying down. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's why you didn't join us last week, so. I'm still kind of sick, but I'm, I'm getting over it. So your DOT is still on you, basically. The dot, yeah. <laughs> the dot is there. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad dot. Is, we're, we're talking like some really high-level warlock here. All right. If the first interesting news this week we should cover is uh, this World of Warcraft's humble beginnings and pictures. I think, uh, Shadi, you put this up? I did, uh, thanks to uh, Matt here sharing it with us. Uh, basically, it's a series of pictures from when World of Warcraft was still in development back in 1999. There you go. And it just shows you how crude uh, WoW used to be. It actually was a modified Warcraft 3 uh, originally. So it's basically a mod for Warcraft 3 that they are working on. Uh, so it, it really does look old. I mean, keep in mind, this was in development at the same time EverQuest. So in 1999, EverQuest just released. Uh, and they already had the prototype for WoW. And you Wait. can see what some of the... What? Wait, so you're saying that it had a five-year development time? Come on, that's absurd, man. <laughs> <laughs> you look at these old pictures, too. That first 1999 picture is, uh, like, that was actually visible to anyone in the game. That was, like, their, while they're working on the engine and stuff. Like, that was a demo picture. When the game actually launched, it didn't look bad. No, no. Yeah, this is, again, the game launched in, what, 2003? So yeah. this is quite early. I, I love the fact that uh, if you look at the character select screen, troll and gnomes weren't even there. They were added later. Yeah. And you just like, it, it does look very crude. And then if you keep scrolling down, you see the the undead kind of look like, uh, they look like they need some food. Because <laughs> they should. But it, it is funny just to see how long it's come. And I thought the most interesting thing here was that MC Molencore wasn't even scheduled to be in the game. It was actually going to be cut. And wow. then uh, a couple of the developers actually created the whole thing or, or finished it in a week. Which is pretty impressive, and MC is such so iconic to Vanilla WoW. So, what I find remarkable about these pictures is if you look at the Molten Core raid picture uh, and the Blackwing Lair picture and the Nixie picture, let's be real: the graphics really haven't changed that much in the World of Warcraft. No. I mean, they designed the graphics so well that I feel that like they're really timeless. Yeah, yes. I agree. Uh, it's that cartoon aesthetic. Oh, I Matt, agree. Matt is cringing over there. <laughs> I disagree. I, I, I find Timeless to be more like Wind Waker, where it's so abstractly stylized that there's just no way it could possibly get old. But like World of Warcraft, the textures, I, I went back to it recently, and the textures look so bad now. 
Really? When you, no. when you play the game on max settings, I think it looks pretty smooth. I wouldn't say it's timeless, like you said, like not like Wind Waker, but it's it's kind of a blend between like realistic and Wind Waker, like in the middle. Yeah, it's in the middle. It's... So it, it definitely aged better than a lot of like games going for realism, like Lineage Two and stuff, or you know, anything three D, like just straight up realistic three D. I, I don't, I don't find it anywhere close to timeless, though. All right, well, it's it's not like, maybe timeless was a bit of a stretch, but like. It still looks okay for even today's game. It's games. timeless in a relative sense. I yeah. Liked, uh, oh, it's 2016 and still going strong. My yeah. favorite picture here is this Arathi Basin design map. Oh, yeah. This, this guy built this entire, this entire zone in a week by himself, apparently. What? The Arathi really? Basin map? Mm-hmm. They call it the Atari map because that's yeah. exactly what it looks like. It looks so <laughs> generic. There's a river running down the middle with, like, an island there. And then two bases, you know. <laughs> river oh, my God. Oh, Mary just baited mommy to watch the podcast. Oh, I nice. Said, watch the podcast. I have a webcam up. Nice. <laughs> Tricking people to get out here with your webcam. Yo, you got to tweet that. Uh, Shoe, live streaming webcam on the podcast. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> and I want to be like the whole team, the wild team. It's 60 people when it launched, but for most of the development, it was only 50 people. That's pretty impressive. That is. Yeah. And it includes everyone, the designers, uh, this is even the sound people. Well, again, I mean, I don't know. I'm still impressed by Wise Visuals even today. I think last time I logged on when uh, when the expansion came out, it when you max it out, you play the max version, it really looks pretty pretty crisp. Well, today they did. I think they, they probably did upgrade the textures, but at launch, uh, it was a little rough. But even if you look at the screenshots, it looks looks decent, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I did go back to Vanilla WoW, and I was not offended uh, were not on a offended. private server. I was not offended. High praise, high praise. Compared high to, praise. like, I went, I played EverQuest, and I was, I... I you were offended. You were thoroughly I offended. Couldn't, I couldn't tolerate it. But for some reason, maybe, again, it's just memory is, you know, a strong, a strong drug, just making it look much better than it actually is. But it, it seemed fine to me. I mean, the thing is, though, is if you look at a lot of older games, like... Final Fantasy VII, for example, it's just so atrocious <laughs> compared to like WoW, though, right? That's a good. So a I good mean, you, you have to think that like, even though you guys might think that the World of Warcraft art is bad, it's like it's still like not the leap is not that big, right? When did Final Fantasy VII come out though. <clears throat> I mean, even with with games from the PS2 era, right? Even yeah. games from PS2 era were like just. Nasty looking. Hugh, <laughs> you're offended with these you're graphics. Using bad no, I, I, I'm okay. I, I'm actually defending World of Warcraft's graphics. I think that they're they're very they're very good. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot more more timeless than we give it credit for. I mean, they have their own <laughs> unique style that's like kind of still mimicking like um, Warcraft three. Uh, I think in ten years we're gonna think the same thing about it that we're thinking about the PS2 games right now. You actually, you probably right, Matt. Honestly, because yeah. On, uh, for example, this is a little bit of a a lot of people will be able to relate with this, but Aaron, for example, do you remember the Summoner on the PS2? It was yeah. our it was our first PS2 game we bought, right? Yeah. And like the problem with that game was literally every time we went to a town, it loaded for like ten minutes. It was unbearable. Like who's gonna sit there for ten minutes in the loading screen? And I thought the graphics were pretty good, didn't you? Uh, Decent for the time. You know, yeah. At the time, we were pressed. They even back then they didn't blow me away. But but, but take a look at how bad they actually are. Well, I don't remember them being this bad. You got, a view, you got a video of the summoner for me? I got I got a game, I got a screenshot. I don't want a Wait, screenshot. Is... I want a video. The summoner gameplay. PS2. PS2. I don't remember them being that bad. I really don't. 
Let's keep it and see some, you know, gameplay over here. I Here's an interesting question while we watch this uh, from someone on the stream here. Or would we say the same thing about Black Desert 10 years from now? No, and I, I'm going to say no, because Black Desert strives for realism. And, you know, other games... Realism is always, I think, a, like real, realistic graphics is always a relative uh, aesthetic. I think we're getting close yeah. to actual realism, too. Like, I think we are going to be saying the same thing about Black Desert in 10 so? years from now because exactly for the reason you said, it's striving for realism and something's going to be more real by then. Okay, but I think, Matt, I, think, I don't think we're going to compare it the same way we're looking at the Summoner you know, right now. I think we're going to look at it like, we're going to compare it to like, VR, where our next game's in 20 years. Oh, like, yeah, really good on VR, And they're going to look uber realistic with the headsets. But like, I think the in-game art and stuff is still going to look crisp. It's just not going to be the same format because, I mean... But then again, I thought like some of these PS2 games were like amazingly realistic, and they obviously weren't. Well, to uh, but I, I, I do, I, I guess someone said earlier we're getting closer to realism. And I do think that's true because you know, if you look at this thing I linked, uh, at some point, right, the 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 return on hardware and improvements, you know, is is quite diminishing. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I was gonna like say that too. Like, how long do you guys think it's gonna be before we get to the point that it's just not worth it anymore, right? If we stick with two D environments, I think Black Desert will never look like blocky to us, right? But if we go to three D, then everything else will look shitty, you know? Yeah, that's that's the thing. The format change is gonna make I think Black Desert look shitty in ten years from now. Even though obviously today everyone's like it looks gorgeous, and I think it does look gorgeous. You know, all the Victoria's uh, Secret. Right, I'm not speaking of all the hardware stuff, guys. Uh, Oculus pre-orders. Oh yeah, <laughs> they certainly did. All right, so uh, who who got one? The big news. Man. Wait, before we start, big news. The price oh. was six hundred bucks for a pre-order. <laughs> that was double what they were kind of hinting at this whole time. Oh man, I pre-ordered it, guys. Well, he, uh, Palmer Ooh. went on Reddit and apologized profusely for that. Uh, Wait, am I the only one here that didn't pre-order? Yeah, Matt. You yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to pay, right? You just. Kind of, you yeah. don't pay right now. You pay when it's shipped. You do have to pay when it ships. Yeah, you're fine. still going to be paying $600. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It's, do you know how much yeah. I'll pay for my VR hentai? Right? Where's the oh, upper bound man. here? I'm do they already okay have some? I'm sure they do. There's yeah, got to be some demos. We should talk about, you know, the price point did scare away a lot of people who were expecting um, the $300, $350. Tag. Even Super Data came out and said that the, only the most hardcore uh, gamers would pay for a $350 price tag. You hear tag. that, Matt? Matt, it's official. We're all hardcore in here now. We're all hardcore. See, get wrecked. We have the bags. 400, 400 was my high limit. My upper limit was 400 because I only paid $100 for the Toby IX, and that thing works better than anything I have ever used. Now <laughs> get out of here. I don't even know what a Toby IX I bought eye tracking hardware. How is that casual? <laughs> well, well according to Super Data, if you didn't buy, if you didn't buy, yeah. you're a you're filthy casual, all right? Super Data's never wrong. <laughs> you cite them a lot, all right? All right. So the big controversy is there's actually a quote by Palmer Lucky like a couple months ago, which is hilarious. Yeah. He's like, if it costs too much money, then it doesn't matter how good it is because no one will use it. Like if it costs, and I think he used like six hundred is like the price that's too high. And yeah, he said yeah. He came in. Yeah. At, that was pretty funny. He was hitting it like 300 to 350, yeah, I believe, no. right? And it's just, it's hilarious. He, like, unbelievable. He got so much flack for saying that, and rightfully so. You don't say something and then okay, go well, completely against it. 
we're saying 600 is bad. Other countries are paying like 700 euros before shipping, or Canada is paying 900 Canadian dollars before shipping. That, that, that's funny money. I don't count Canadian no. money, right? It's monopoly money. I will say, in that part, Oculus messed up. Um, they should have done a better global distribution system going. Yeah. Like Amazon or something. I also like, think they should have came the price point at 300, even if they lose money. No. Look at it. No. Who, they who say they're losing money. They're losing still money at this price. Good, let them lose more money at 300. It doesn't matter. They're on their own Facebook. They can be Facebook's tax write off, okay? Come yeah, on. exactly. Let them lose money. Exactly. But, but Oculus is um, Oculus is a hardware company, aren't they? Like, what? What is the point? And I mean, if you're talking like consoles, they can they can downgrade the cost because they make it back on software. But where's the Oculus going to make the money from? On the platform, uh, the software. They're basically the exactly like Steam. They're trying to compete with Steam, which is one yeah. reason Steam is backing Vive rather than Oculus. Yep. Wait, what? Oculus is going to have its own store. Yeah. The, the place oh. you download your games is oh going to be God. the Oculus store. That's okay. exactly that's just like Steam. Really they're not going to make. That's a really good like entrance point. Actually, so, so what's crazy is again, I think the six hundred dollar price point makes sense to not lose a lot of money if Oculus is owned by a big, like, uh, if they were independent. But they're owned by Facebook, guys. Facebook is worth over three hundred billion dollars. All right, who cares? They lose like twenty million selling cheap uh, Oculuses. They'll make it up in software and get the market going. If they sell a lot, if they get a lot more hardware installed, they'll get VR going a lot faster. I think it makes a lot more sense. But again, it's obviously they know a lot more than I do because they're running a billion dollar company. But I mean, still, look, again, they're losing money at this price. Uh, <clears throat> you know, at some point, it can't just be like charity, you know? I do want to, uh, Superdata did come out with a, a market report on VR. I thought there were a couple of interesting facts. And of course, uh, an MMOs.com, <laughs> we took that and uh, I basically took their, the best ones. Basically, VR, they estimate VR is going to be worth, is going to generate $5.1 billion by the end of this year, 2016. Yeah. It's a lot of money, but at the same time, it's not coming from Oculus or. Uh, HTC Vive, which was also announced, by the way. I think the price is going to come out in February, and they're it's also in pre order start February 29th. Uh, yeah. The price is not yet. Uh, no. Set. We don't know the price. I, I think I know where you're going with this. You're talking about the gear VR. Yeah, right? not even that, but just all of these uh, cell phone too. and Google Cardboard and Gear VR are what most people are going to experience because it's much cheaper. I mean, you can buy a. Well. The reason Here. it's cheaper, though, is because it doesn't have the screens and everything. It's oh, yeah, just, yeah. it's just it's an attachment phone. to your already seven hundred dollar phone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but especially, what was interesting was I saw Super Data is talking about how Asia is really going to be the one that's going to push that uh, that price because more than two point five billion people in Asia own smartphones, and so they'll be leading VR adoption that way, or at least first time use of VR. Uh, and also, by the way, a lot of the market believes in VR. There's over $2 billion were invested in 2015 uh, into virtual reality from, from $15 million in 2012. That's a gigantic increase. So people really think it's going to take off. Uh, and even movie studios are making content that caters to VR. Okay, guys, how long till Pornhub releases the first VR porn? It's, it's already out. It's already up. It's been no out for way. A while. I already watched, like a year uh, or so. I already watched, a, I already watched the guy at CES try it. Yeah, I've seen some videos too. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. There's whoa. already some VR hentai games like you can just oh, yeah. get them. Alright, well. It's been for a while. I am, I am <laughs> thoroughly excited about my super super now. So. By the way, uh, when do you guys get your Oculus? Because I know uh, I'm lucky. I get mine in April. I made you bastard. the cutoff. Oculus May. sold out so May. quickly. Okay, bastard. Yeah, we should say that uh, point. Uh, People <laughs> complaining about the price? They actually sold out faster than they thought they would. Uh, I think oh, yeah. one of the tweets said that um, they sold more in 10 minutes than they thought they would in the first hour. 
Yep. And it only went up from there because the first batch was uh, April. March. Uh, March, then April, then May, and now it's up to June. If you try pre-ordering now, it's, Mine it's June. Really? June. Oh, get wrecked. We have three I sat months. there too in those first 10 minutes and I was trying to get mine, like on the dot, and everything was crashing. Like you couldn't get your payment through. The site was like bugging out. It's part of the experience, right? The pre-order experience. part of the experience, yeah, yeah. It reminded me of, you know. A new MMO launch, you know? Come on. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> They've got all these pre-orders in, but how many of them are going to be canceled by the time they ship? Oh, I, I think I, I don't. I think that's an overestimate. I don't think many are going to be canceled at all. 10%. Unless unless Call HTC Vive is Flat. like uh, offers a much better price. Like if, if the Vive comes out at three hundred, I think people will cancel. There's no if, way it's going to come out at three hundred. I, I think it's I think it's going to be four ninety nine. That's my guess. HTC Vive. They're going to have to one up. They're going to one up uh, Oculus on the price. Yeah, I, I think I, so. I, I saw one guy joking about like E three nineteen ninety something. I can't remember. And they're like, if Sony comes out on the stage and goes two ninety nine, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to come out at two ninety nine. <laughs> the issue though that Vive has isn't it? Isn't there actually more hardware with the yes. Vive because of the ca uh, cameras? Yeah. So I don't see how they see, can make it cheaper. See, I'm going to abandon all these, and I'm going to wait on, what is it, Starbreeze's VR helmet with the eye tracking built in? Oh, I don't, I don't even know about that one. <laughs> what a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so expensive to get into this. You should still make well, that uh, article, Amir, about, um, hmm. what do you call and it, that, hardware setups for it? To yeah. prepare for it? In that regard, I guess people were complaining a lot about the hardware hard, hardware requirements, but like, I guess like it's okay because the price is so high that the people with those hardware requirements met are going to be the only people buying it. Right now, yes, but it's it's now that VR is out or is coming out, I think we're going to see a, big, a much bigger push from the video to get their hardware capable of playing it even like on cheaper systems. So there was no reason to have a high-end graphics card. Really, before because like even the most hardcore gamers don't really need a 980 GTX. Let's be real. You can play everything on maxed out, and it's yeah. you know. So I, now there's gonna be a push to get the 980 GTX, 960 GTXs, and 970s out there, and I think that'll bring the price point down. Do you know, maybe get an Oculus. Was just how much content is already being developed for it compared to everything else. It's like most studios are developing games, and most movie studios are developing their own content for Oculus, and everything else is gonna play catch up ultimately, but. In this first year, I see Oculus dominating, and then in the coming years, it'll probably even out. Well, Oculus was first. Yeah, right. exactly. They've put out their dev kits ages ago. Yep. I mean, that, that's why. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's but, why I'm getting one. But I think they're smart to make, trying to be the I, steam of VR. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's, that's genius. I think that jumping on it because it's the first one is a really bad idea, though. Oh, I don't care. I'm, I'm, an I'm the enthusiast that this is targeted yeah. towards. <laughs> that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. This is what I've been waiting for, is you know, for a long time. So I'm, and plus I'm doing it for the fans. All right, that's what oh, it wow. comes down to. What a selfless <laughs> man. <laughs> we need reviews up that first, that first guys. week. Right, and, and, and enough Oculus talk, guys. All right, all right. Enough Oculus. We got, we, we got to move to a different platform. My favorite okay. platform. We're going to What's mobile, that? boys. Mobile. We're going to mobile. Oh, Moo Origins is coming out soon. Who's excited about this, uh, this mobile game? Mobile. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's closed beta, January twenty fifth. Um, I I check it out. It's uh, the, right, it's, it's the mobile version of Mu Online, and Mu Online is still surprisingly popular. I did an article earlier saying, uh, talking about um, how older games are really popular, and Mu Online, for example, pretty much makes all of WebZen's money. Like ninety nine percent of it comes from Mu Online, like legit everything. 
And this mobile game has been a killer success in Korea. So it's just the mobile version of Mobile Lion, though. It is different. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised how this is doing so well in Korea. So is it could, actually an MRPG? In, oh, yeah, it looks like it. I, th I think so. But well, again... That's pretty cool. That's like a full-fledged no. game. Yeah, but Blue Origin is mobile. Yes. But it also looks a very Chinese. Yeah, actually, I'm not okay. too interested now. Actually, it, it was now. developed by a, a Chinese company. So. Oh, well, there it is. <laughs> so what I think Webzit yeah. did was, they're like, okay, we're, we're kind of... like. Moonlight is kind of old, and we make kind of dookie games, so we're going to go ahead and pay some other company to make this game for us. <laughs> That's their thought process, and they, it's unbelievable. Like, it, it, frustrates, it frustrates me to know how to see games like this. If you look at this game, you can see the top left, there's a number. I can already see this game looks exactly like the dozens of other crappy Chinese browser games, where you get the battle points, and it's just going to be pay to win. Because all these Chinese mobile and browser games are pay to win, and it looks very similar to that, at least the, the arts, the, based on the interface alone. But that's just my initial So will this be successful in the West? Will people is, play it? Is League of um, Angels successful? Yes. So is it going to be successful? Quite possibly, yes. People don't care. People complain about pay-to-win, but I'm convinced it doesn't matter if it's pay-to-win. People are going to pay. Yeah. As long as the game has some addicting feature, the pay-to-win element is not a, a big of a game-breaker as people think. It's a big game-breaker to the minority that... Yes, I mean, the minority. Yeah. I mean, is that a good thing for games, though? I mean, I don't think it's a good thing. No, probably not. But uh, because then it just incentivizes people to make more pay-win games, and the other people are going to play, and they'll profit anyway. Hey, did you watch a video on uh, Battlefield Heroes saying how pay-to-win works? Oh yeah, that's a good presentation. Uh, it was in uh, the game development conference or something. Uh, maybe I'll link it somewhere eventually. But uh, basically, the guy was scared to raise prices for guns. Have you guys heard of Battlefield Heroes, first of all? Yeah, I've heard of it. Shooter, yeah, I, I love that game. Yeah. Anyway, so the guy said, they were, oh, the whole team was so scared to raise prices. And then one guy said, let's just do it and test it. And then, even though everyone bitched on the forums, their revenue just shut up after they raised prices. So, so there you go, work. boys. But, but, but ultimately, it seems like a bad example because it did get shut down, that game, remember? Yeah. So, who knows? By the time, they said it was worth. Hashtag worth. Uh, speaking of old Dookie games, we oh, also have exactly. uh, Conquer Online has a new uh, expansion. Or, oh, oh, oh the God. monk, the monk baby. I've never played Conquer Online. I was immediately turned off by the graphics that look like they belong in 1999. So uh, I, I was gonna try it for a good grinding game, but then people told me it was pay to win and lots of open PvP and stuff, and yeah. I'm like, it's all no about thanks. the PvP. Oh, hey, I like went open PvP. Oh, exactly, yeah. Oh, that's not good. Okay, guys, I want, I want to show you some sick Conquer Online gameplay, alright? So you guys get a full, regular... Oh, understand what this game is all about. Alright? Oh, that's like... Is, it, is this going to be one of those really zoomed out, like, people everywhere, effects everywhere PvP videos? Because I look. I went to look up Lineage 2 videos the other that's day... That's what you see, I know, I know. ...to try and convince my girlfriend to try the classic Here. server. And that happened. Yeah, uh, it's just, 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 just mute this, and you can just look at the beginning. As soon as, from where this starts oh off, God. welcome. Pay a visit to Kung Fu Boy to learn more about the world. That's our first text here in the game. Welcome. Pay a visit to Kung Fu Boy to learn <laughs> That's more about the world. Did you pay a visit to Kung Fu Boy or not? And, and look, look how your character jumps and moves. <laughs> is, is this game serious? <laughs> it's like, hey guys, I'm gonna go bounce around. It's a kangaroo simulator. <laughs> Why does that one NPC look like realistic compared to you? And the NPC's name is Kung Fu Boy. It's it just, there's also Kung Fu King. Very appropriate name. Yeah, the prize. It just, it just, 
this kung fu girl who's just sitting on the roof over there. I'm this not sure what she's doing up there. Now, isn't it? it's on yes, mobile. it's been on mobile, but it's, it's, it's self-explanatory. It's yeah. kung fu boy. He's kung fu boy. Come on, you could, the transitions are so like silly and bad. And for a game that's actually really successful in global markets, including the West. If you play this, please, please move on. No, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people did play this in high school and the middle school for them, but like, it's time to move on. I agree, but if yeah, people are nostalgic about their first few games. Do, do you guys feel uh, <coughs> on a on the mobile note? Do you guys feel like companies need to move their games more to mobile? So, like for example, League of Legends would maybe have like a separate mobile game that's like sort of similar to the to the game, I and mean, they could use the same assets. And uh, League just needs to make a mobile card game, in my opinion. Or like don't a make money. Game or something. Don't make money. I mean, Hearth Hearthstone already they are working has on that. And, and in my opinion. Right? Mobile games just really need to step it up. I mean, we have like the ability to make better games on mobile now, and people are sticking to these simple little same kind of games that they've been doing on mobile since its incarnation, really. And I just, I don't get why. Like, we can hook controllers up to it. We can hook keyboards up to it. I mean, it, we need games that actually take advantage of this stuff on mobile. Then this is why mobile has a bad rap, because it can do these things, but nobody's doing them. What I'm hearing is basically from you is we put a man on the goddamn moon. We can do better than Candy Crush, all right? That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> all right. On the mobile topic, so I read this article on VentureBeat recently. Uh, game Maker spent $630 million on TV ads in 2015, all right? And most of that money was spent by the mobile studios. Yeah, on Game of War commercials. Yeah. Machine with... Zone alone has spent 15% of that. On, on their one game. Clash, Clash of Clans is up there too. Yeah. I see ads for Clash of Clans and Game of War the most. They're the games that make the most money, so that kind of makes sense too. And this is, I'll put on the, I'll put on the video, the most watched. Uh, oh, baby, I like this one. Game ad, alright? I've, I've seen this one quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, Kid Optic coming out of that tub. Hey, this Mariah Carey could have had the most watched game ad of the year. <laughs> I'm checking, I'm, I'm watching this video again. Let's see this. Oh man, look at these sick animations, boys. It is a well done video. I mean, what are these little clay people? I don't know what's going on. It's just. That's the Clash of Clans. Yeah, it's a battle. Oh, I know these guys, like the gods watching down at them. They're the generals controlling it. It's a Holy Mountain reference. Who gets that? Nobody here. Wow. Never mind. Will you be my hero? It depends if I go in here, they'll get to see more of you. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, that game's gonna go straight down since uh, they lost. They lost Kid Upton. I'm calling it. It's going, going, going to zero, boys. <laughs> that that's why. I'm telling you, that's why they made Mobile Strike. Mobile Strike is literally Clash of Clans. They're like, hey, look, we lost. Mar we lost the good-looking girl. We might as well go approach the guys, and they, they got Arnold Schwarzenegger to be their model. But again, I don't think it's have the same effect. No. That, that doesn't get me as excited as uh, as uh, Kid Upton. I do like Arnold, but I like Arnold 20 years ago. You know. Yeah. Bring back Terminator Arnold, or Predator Arnold. That's the Arnold we all know and love. Or, or Jingle All the Way Arnold, I with still, a Sinbad cameo. <laughs> I still can't believe after all this time, it's so obvious how, like, how much sex sells games. Like I thought like Ebony was just like... Ebony kind of proved it, and but they had such a bad game, Ebony. And I think Game of War was just Ebony, but like slightly better and on mobile. And did they combine hot chicks and shitty RTS games, pay to win RTS games, and they made billions of dollars. Game of War is basically Ebony if Ebony were literally yeah. a casino. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ebony was literally a casino. Let's be real. It was. It was more. It was. It was barely a game. It was more like credit card sim simulator. Who gets to spend more money ends up winning. That was the gameplay. The rest was a facade, right? It was. 
nonsense. Well, let's uh, let's move on here. Let's you know, let's step up our pay. Let's get Adam mobile. I, I'm sick of mobile. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always sorry. I'm always sick of mobile. Mobile the future, guys. You guys. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm refusing speaking, the future. Speaking about gambling, Shu, did you fix your gambling addiction in uh, Fake Grand Order? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. All right. Good use of emotes there with your character there, Shu. I saw that. Like it, like it embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> I can appreciate it. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about uh, the business model of a recent early access game, and by I want to talk about it, I mean I want Matt to talk about it. Uh, Divergence Online recently launched on Steam into early access. I think it's at a forty-dollar price tag, and they have some pretty odd. Uh, they have a pretty odd business model going on. If you want to take that away, there, Matt. So it's a barely. Bare minimum, like minimum viable product right now with combat and one profession that works according to what I've heard. Anyways, um, it's $40 buy to play. Mm -hmm. Then there's an optional $10 subscription to use a tool to like terraform more exactly and not just place prefabs when you build buildings. And then you can pay 150 for one race that's sneaky what? or something. And <laughs> 150 And then you <laughs> can pay either... Shit. 200 or 250 oh for God. a race that when it's got a limited amount available and when the game launches it'll permanently die and you can never make another one. No. You, what? you pay 200 you pay 200 or 250 dollars to play a race once. That's insane. They're just taking your money and they're not even giving you something fair in return. So, but they're giving the you point? Star Wars Galaxies 2.0. Come on, man. But Star Wars Galaxies 1.0 is going to be free on the emulated servers. Why on earth would I pay $40 for a Star Wars Galaxies clone? Uh, don't forget this. You because the graphics are better. Product, right? <laughs> hasn't this game been in development for like ever? Ten years or something, right? Yeah. It's been in development for at least ten years. It's switched engine at least yeah. twice. And it's down to a skeleton crew of two people. At the very least, we know they won't take our money and run, I guess. Okay. Will it ever be finished? Who knows? I, I want to read a quick review on uh, Steam for this game. And, uh, I think this is what a lot of people are going to think. The early, it's mixed on Steam right now. It was, it was, it was mixed earlier. Now I think it's mostly negative. And it started off a little bit strong because uh, I think a lot of the early fans gave good reviews on there. But not, this is not a special successor to Star Wars Galaxies. It is just a blatant ripoff. I bought the game and requested a refund a day later. There's nothing here. You've basically ripped the systems from Star Wars Galaxies and slapped on a horrible game engine. Or is it an upgraded Star Wars Galaxy engine? I don't know. How is this even legal? The systems are not even similar to Star Wars Galaxies. They are the exact same. You never even removed the Terra Kasi artist name from the brawler line in the skill tree. You can't even say you kept it for sentimental value because there's no advanced professions above the brawler line in this game. And that was the whole point of the TKA name being on the line. It's just a copy and paste job. I asked for a refund before SOE slash Daybreak or Disney comes sniffing around to shut this shit down. <laughs> and, and honestly, I mean... It really seems like amateur hour because if you look, I looked at the one of the videos on uh, on Steam Four and it just played the Star Wars like theme song like holy what? shit! Like, <laughs> I'm not even. I think they got rid of it now. I showed it to you right, Matt, when it was still on there. Yeah, I think so. They got rid of it because like, wait a minute, we can't just copy the Star Wars theme song. <clears throat> so, I do think, I think this is just another emulation project for Star Wars Galaxies. They just took it and just changed the engine like and. Just, <laughs> They're going for a raft with emulation, and they're trying to charge money for it, whereas emulation will be free. Okay, let's put it this way. You know how Dark Falls got Rise of Aegon and then yeah. that other one that's coming out? Mm -hmm. Star Wars Emu is 
Rise of Aegon. It's trying to emulate the original exactly. Divergence is the other one, where it's trying to take the original and mix it with new features. Thus the name, Divergence. They're, diver <laughs> they're diverging. Boom. I think, Genius. I don't think this will ever come out. I think their DKs are using this whole new early access, uh, crowdfunding, you know, I think so too. Just, just, just steal money. Yeah, I, I, I'm... I I'm very negative about it. I, I don't think they're stealing money, okay? I, I think they're going Good a little too close to the source place. material, but, like, you, you don't work on a game for 10 years, go through multiple unsuccessful crowdfunding campaigns because you want to steal money. You'd find something else to steal money. You would not work on the same project for but 10 you, years. You might be very bad at stealing money. This is the only so thing you know about. you're working on it off and on, right? <laughs> then eventually you abandon it. And then a, a year or two or three later, a, a new fad appears where people are willing to throw thousands of dollars at unfinished games. Right? Yeah, there you go. You say, wait a minute, I still had this on my floppy disk. Let me just uh, floppy disk. <laughs> well, yeah. actually, that's not how it works because this exact version has only been in development for a year. Oh, yeah? All right. Yeah. All right, but listen, I know it's not going to launch or do well for one reason. Their official website uses Wix. Click on that link. Can I point out another reason they're not going to do well? Because their official website has music playing automatically. What is this, yeah, 1999? MySpace days? It also requires Flash. Everything that you see on that page is in Flash. Oh my god. How do I turn Literally this off? Literally everything. You can't it's on the bottom it. left. It's on the left. Can't. On the left. <laughs> I can't even see it. Wix is like oh, some is. really it's garbage, like, cheap, free... It's not garbage. It's just it's unprofessional. It's, uh, it's, it's like GeoCities, alright? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine your website being on GeoCities and you're raising, trying to raise lots of money. Well, actually, you can be on NeoCities now because GeoCities shut down. Yeah, oh. shut down a while ago. <laughs> is NeoCities really a thing? Yes, yeah. NeoCities yeah. is really a thing. Let's go to NeoCities, guys. It looks like GeoCities. My first website was on GeoCities, alright? Yeah, mine too. I think Yumi and uh, Hyun did it at the same time. Yeah, don't diss 1999 is what the comments are saying. I mean, come on. We've got EverQuest Project 1999. It was a great year. Hmm. It's true. But I, I, I'm, I'm not optimistic about this Divergence game, and I think uh, no. a lot of people are also in the same boat. One last comment I want to read is from, uh, it's from one of our contributors on MMOs.com, actually, Locke. I said this before in the last news article on the game, and I'll say it again. Don't waste your money on this. I know it may sound cruel because two people worked really hard for eight to ten years, but this excuse the fact that the execution is beyond poor, and the game doesn't really justify the $40 price point. I wouldn't spend $10 on this game, and I hope no one else does either. Unless you pay the developers and have $40 laying around for charitable donations, donation reasons, because that's all you, the $40 is going to get you to, if you buy the Virgins online. It's just charity. You can't make a game like this with two people. It just doesn't work. It's too though. ambitious for an indie project like that. Well, you can, but the people that do that work on it for eight to ten years in the same engine and don't restart yes, and don't too. ask yeah. money until it's done. Yes. Like, the people that do it are really respectable about it, generally. Yeah. I do want to read this from our chat. As a web developer, the Divergence website makes me puke and cringe simultaneously. I'm not a, exactly. not a web developer. I feel the same way. <laughs> as, a, as a mediocre web make, website maker and uh, admin, it's yes, makes me puke as well. It's on Wix. Come on. <laughs> What is what is Wix? Wait, listen, listen. Right. What, it could be worse. It could be webs.com. Okay, but their 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 official blogs on Blogspot. Why? Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> they have they have their they have website for divergentonline.com and then they have divergentonline.wix.com. They use the Wix one. Like they have three platforms. Why? Makes no kind of sense. Let's move. Let's move on to some happier news. Let's enough of a divert. We're giving it too much attention. More attention than. Let's let's divert away from divergence. All right. So I wanted to bring this up. Uh, it was kind of a big event. AGDQ happened, which is Awesome Games Done Quick. 
Uh, it was oh, basically really good. Basically speed running. Uh, I linked a video there uh, from one of my favorite events. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was on Twitch. A lot of this stuff put people head to head. What I've linked is uh, Mario Maker, which I watched the whole thing of of two teams going head to head. I just want to know how many people watched it. Uh, I really, it's between eight bean cheesy. Oh yeah, and yeah, it is. Cowboys. It is a little trash. And you know, what? I didn't actually expect to have fun watching it, but me and two hundred thousand other people at peak hours were glued and. Uh, I don't know. It was a ton of fun, and I, I really honestly watching cost, the GDQ. Sean. It was a good cost. You basically you donate the chair. You are curing cancer by watching. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Not quick. Hey, Sean, single handedly. Who here donated? Who here donated? I donated, uh, I donated two years ago. Does that count? Uh, that counts. That counts. <laughs> it carries so, over. I only really watched the blindfolded punch out part, and that was pretty. Oh, impressive. I watched that too. That was impressive. That was crazy. <laughs> But now they played. They played Punch Out. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Punch Out with blindfolds on and beat it. Damn! It's cr two guys going head to head, and they were pretty close at times. It was. It was really fun. It, just playing by sound. This Mario Maker was great. Um, unfortunately, the one team got ahead of the other, but it was still. It was still really fun to watch them pulse. I mean, I could never play these levels and be successful. So were they playing the same? Set of levels and just one. Yeah, yeah, they were going head to head in this one, and the levels were made by famous Mario Maker um, creators, so they're basically challenging them. They're not the hardest levels in the world, but you know, it was just there. It was there to be beaten, not take weeks at a time. The, the, yeah, it's better that you don't do the hardest ones. Right, right. You can still watch all of the videos online if you guys are interested mm -hmm. in seeing it. You, you didn't miss out. You can still watch it. It's not the same though when it's not live. I think it really no, it's not. Still, charity, it's, still, though. it's still fun. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what the final amount they raised was, but the last time I watched, I think it was close to six hundred thousand. Wow. Uh, I didn't watch much of the last day, so I'm not sure what they ended up at, but uh, it did well. Oh, and Mary gave <clears> so much more than me. <laughs> I, I, gave, I gave seventy earlier. I, I kind of regret. I, I should give it like twenty five dollars every year, just so I can say I donated. But I gave, gave five. Five. Give a fiver. Give a fiver, shoe. I gave I gave a fiver during Three Kings, and I said um, my comment was uh, from Camel Hater, and then it said Camel. <laughs> <laughs> so what they just wanted to get at was that this kind of stuff, AGDQ, it's really <laughs> awesome to see because it's you know it's community, and uh, I think more events like this are great for bringing stuff together, bringing people together. It just shows. Um, when people watch like this, when you have 200,000 people watching, to me it shows the, uh, the potential for esports and more events like this in the future. And I think we'll be seeing a lot more going forward. There should be another one in summer, I, I think. So. Uh, SGDQ? Yeah. All right, what, what, do you, what do you think about a speedrunning for, for an MMO? Do you think we're going to see something like that eventually? Like how no. fast you get to max level in WoW? I think it takes. You mean you just start long. playing? No, but it there, doesn't take that long. That. I remember, I remember like, people did crazy stuff, like they got to like max level without killing anything. Oh. oh, yeah. That's Let's be real. If you know exactly where to go in the optimal experience path, how quick can you get to max level in a game like WoW? I don't, I don't know. Or Final Fantasy no, 14. I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I think there probably are speedruns out there, but it's not like mainstream. Here's the thing about speedruns to me, right? A speedrun shouldn't take more than an hour. Like, as, a, as someone watching, like some speedruns take four or five hours, and I just I lose interest yes. because it's so much time. I think a speedrun should be should be quick, and I think it's more impressive that way too. And something like a platformer, where they yeah. pull up perfect stuff. I watched Castlevania; that one was pretty awesome. Where they're and what's cool too with those games is what's more impressive is that they're manipulating the game's mechanics yeah. to move faster or kill bosses, rather than just like knowing where everything is. Yeah, I agree. Mechanic it's... manipulation is is what really comes across. 
Because <clears throat> otherwise, anyone can memorize the game. You gotta, there's yeah. got to be some skill involved. And uh, there was actually a streamer who was trying to learn how to speedrun uh, the Ocarina of Time, for example, and watching him, I forgot who it was, but he was very popular, and trying to watch him like perfect certain things. It's it's really like you really have to be good at it. Like you have to time oh, the yeah. phrase perfectly. It's not you. You watch a, a good speedrunner run through a game. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. But the amount of hours that person has to play that game, like the 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 countless tens of thousands of hours to perfect the speedrun to like the expert level, it's unbelievably impressive. Oh, it's an investment. <laughs> if you miss one frame, you got to restart. You know, like because you got to glitch the game to get to certain points. Yes, I really gotta like the game. Yeah. Yeah, me. me me and Loki were talking about it. We were like, wait, like, so you're telling me that this guy put all those hours into this dookie game? Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes people play, like, the most deuce games. It's like, yeah, the speedrun. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they woke up one morning and they're like, man, I'm going to be the best at this shitty game. <laughs> at Green Man, the Beach Surfer Dude, which is a game I, I did beat. And that, there are, I'm sure there's someone speedrunning that game. Really old shitty platformer. You should <laughs> be the best at Superman 64. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they've done that at one point. Yo, I have a challenge for you guys. Who wanted to try to beat me at Super Mario World for SNES? I think I, I think my record. I, I think I beat that game in under ten minutes. Okay, but you didn't do anything did special. You cheat? No, didn't no, cheat. No, no. It's actually very. I know what you did. You did the secret, star level. You did the secret yeah. star levels to I beat the game. I did the star path to Bowser. But, but you didn't like glitch the game at all to go fast and don't worry anything. Well, you just kind of like balled it. All right, you just went for it. Yeah. I'll challenge you in Mega Man Two. That's what I could do. The game is hard, dude. I put a lot of time just to beat that game normally. <laughs> yeah, somebody said there's a there's a challenge for for and WoW called Iron Man. You have to be, you have to get max level in uh, WoW with all white gear, no pots, and no auction house. Which I think wow. is doable because in vanilla WoW it's difficult. If you can do that in vanilla WoW, it's it's something. But doing it in new WoW is not is not hard. If you die once, you fail. Oof. I think I can do that in new WoW with naked gear with with like just one weapon, like a white weapon. Forget the rest of the gear. Yeah, just, just raid, raid, looking for party, and then just slash follow if you want. That, that's what I did. Even, yeah, that's what I did all the time because it was super easy. Do you know why this guy? He, someone else just linked the Superman uh, World's uh, 64 speedrun, the world <laughs> record. You know why this guy has a world record? Because no one else is doing it. This is two hours. <laughs> no, I cannot watch this all. This is terrifying. Oh my god. And he and he's glitching through the through the floor. <laughs> Who thought the Superman 64 was a good idea? Let's make a game where you fly through rings. Genius! Come on. Hey, that's, I mean, that's Microsoft really Flight. They worked for Star, uh, Star Fox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Star Fox was a good game, all right? I know. Have you guys played Pilot Wings out of curiosity? Nope. Yeah, yeah, a really good a game. I loved Pilot Wings. Yeah, we have I thought it was mediocre. Wow, which one? For 64 or for SNES? All of them. <laughs> all of them. What? It's so fun. Alright, let, let, let's make it official. Is it SNES or is it SNES? SNES. Shoot, you got you got you got, you got, you got overruled. Either. You got overruled. It could be either. It could be either, but it's one. You got overruled. <laughs> I'm kidding. I always say SNES because I can't be arsed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright, I want to talk about Black Desert a little. They have a new. Uh... Oh yeah, there's a mini controversy about it. Are you guys talk about the whole potion thing while I play a video? All right. Uh, Black Desert Online, they had, it's a buy-to-play game now, obviously, and there was a bit of controversy recently, and it got resolved. And by the basic controversy was this: the game is a mechanic where it, it, it's almost like an energy system where it artificially limits how much you can craft and process. So it's for I think it's for the it's for the trade skills basically, and uh, because it limits that, they they said it, the system is in place to prevent 
too much goods from being flooded the market to balance the game's economy. But of course, they were going to sell some of the cash out. They got rid of that limit or reset your limit, a potion. So everyone viewed that as pay-to-win cash grabby, and they decided to remove it. So that's actually that's nice that they're doing that. They're, they're removing for the east and west for the European and North American. Yeah, not the other version, just for the, <laughs> the European, the European and Western version. But um, what's weird, what's crazy is the controversy in my eyes is. How on earth can they, they say it's going to be a buy-to-play game, and then they try sneaking this shit in? You can't sneak this shit in when you say you make it buy-to-play, because you, you can make it fairer that way. It's not, it, it, just, it, just, it just comes off as really greedy and... It's scummy. It's very scummy. This it's, never should have even made it to the game. Because again, the, the Eastern sure, version is yeah. free-to-play, the Western yeah. version is buy-to-play. It was supposed to be more fair if you're going to pay up front, but no, they're trying to make money that way too. Oh, they did remove it, but it shouldn't have come down to that in the first you, place. You can't right. add shit like that if yeah. you make people pay to, to get in already. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Now, the thing is, if there was no outrage, that shit would yes, be in there. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. So unless players protest and say something, they're going to put that shit in no matter what, whether buy-to-play, subscription, whatever. So it does shit you have to have vigilance as a player, and, and bitching on forums does get shit done sometimes. There you go. Sometimes. Sometimes. So I'll be not lying. You think as long as you don't too. start a change.org petition, because those oh are yeah. God. <laughs> I hate change.org petitions. President Obama, please take out energy potions from Black Desert. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know. For a while, one of the top-rated things on some government website was to put the World of Warcraft servers back online. <laughs> well, that will show the politicians how big gaming is. Maybe they'll. Uh... I don't, I, don't know what I don't know what they'll do with that information. They're but... going to craft a law that like the servers can't be down for more than X hours. <laughs> or you're liable for damage. They're, they're going to nationalize Blizzard, right? To keep the, to keep oh. the servers up forever. <laughs> this sounds like the glorious republic. That's what I'm hearing. So the point, I guess, of the whole thing is, you know, be vigilant and player protests can do something. Now, I'm curious if... Um, since this happened with Dom Games, how Tree of Saviors uh, Western release will be handled with some of their cash shop shenanigans? Oh, did you they see? Said they I, got I it. Up, They'll handle I it. Some, yeah, I, I did see that. That they said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but who knows what that means? It's pretty vague at, at the moment. Yeah, they're like, we're gonna look into it, guys. It's like, okay. We acknowledge your bitching. That's what they said. We acknowledge yeah. the bitching. Well, that feels good though, doesn't it? No. It feels good to be acknowledged. It's better to be acknowledged than ignored. That's true. You know. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, added a lot of fluff in there, like you know, the care and stuff. I I don't know. I I prefer when they ignore me because then it feels like well, they never heard me to begin with, so they don't disagree. <laughs> oh, They're true. just doing whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Obama plays any MMOs, guys? He ain't got time. If he has time for playing MMOs, he shouldn't be president. <laughs> yeah, just imagine, just visualize this right now. He's at home, and he's playing Maple Story. <laughs> just visualize that with the snail music playing in the background. He, he gets, he gets, he gets home. He like, you know, hangs up his coat. <laughs> he like, you know, he he falls into his chair. He goes down. I have to kill. I have to kill two hundred thousand more of these to get to the next level. Thanks, Obama. He forms a party with uh, cute Vlad XXXX. Calls him on the phone. Vlad man. XX Asian boy cute sixty nine. Oh Hoogan, my god. You, you out-leveled me again. I told <laughs> you. Oh man, that'd be hilarious. And like that, that one picture, what was it? But, hmm, this is reminding me. Um, I gotta find it. Did you guys see that leaked conversation between um, uh, one of the prime ministers of the UK and um, 
One of the prime ministers? I can't. I think no, they all are prime minister. Or you know what I mean. Anyways, I can't, I can't remember um, who it was between. One of our presidents and the prime minister of the UK, they leaked a conversation. It's basically he calls and they're going on about castles and how the castle at Disney World is great. And at the end, they're like, so what did you call about? And he was like, I don't even remember. <laughs> wow, what friends. You just want his friends. Oh, how cute. <laughs> Well, uh, getting back to some uh, MMO news. Uh, Yo, we'll come full while playing MapleStory is MMO news, dude. What do you got? What do you got first? Uh, I wanted to bring this up. This is another throw to Matt, which is about a game called Ever Ember, which apparently Matt is the Indigo Two guy. He's definitely the Indigo Two guy. Isn't that, isn't that like the king of Neverwinter Nights? Yeah. No, in, in the city of Neverwinter. Yeah. This is a gameplay trailer from 2012. I couldn't find anything recent. Actually. Well, anyways, uh, a Reddit post showed up the other day claiming that the servers had been offline for a while and the website went down and they're like, did it get shut down? Like, because it's not just saying like, oh, well, we can't reach the website. It's like legitimately saying that the website is not like being paid for or anything. It just goes straight on mine. It goes straight to the Time Warner DNSR search. Yeah, so it's down. Just, that means it's it's like completely down. Um. And now there are people claiming that the website's just down for maintenance, and that's on their Facebook page. But it's like, it's been two days now, and I have not been yeah, this able game, to This game looks that. pretty uninspiring. It does, okay, it's, it's awesome. uninspiring. It looks like uh, no. King of the Winds. No, the problem is this game is built, <clears throat> the game hasn't done anything. It's, 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 it's an engine. He's just running a very basic MO engine. It, it, I think it's called Eclipse Engine. <laughs> The same exact engine that runs on uh, that Zelda MMO I did a video for. Well, oh. sort of. They also hacked in a bunch of RuneScape-like features. Yeah. Okay, but beyond the we game... You should still play that game, though. Yeah, Zelda. Beyond, beyond the game being what it is, I think the point is the developer never communicated with his audience. You know, it has a niche audience, but the developer just said nothing, right? Am I wrong about that? And it no, seemed like not... he just... Disappear. Oh, did he communicate or am I wrong? He finally did after, after everybody's like, it's dead, it's gone. He finally said that it's like down for maintenance or something. But like I said, it's been two days and it's yeah, still, the website's down for maintenance. As soon as it goes down, you gotta do something. You gotta say something. No, the something. problem is these games are such amateur hour. Like this game and, I think uh, that's what it indicates. and the Zelda, they're, they're complete amateur. Hour. These aren't like serious indie games. You wanna talk about serious indie game? I'm gonna link you one right now. Uh, oh, what are you gonna link? I, I, I am. What was it called? Oh, I'm dying to see this. This this is a, this is an indie game that it it's gonna happen, all right? It, it, it kind of looks like this Pokemon one too. Oh god! After all the complaining about early access, he's finally gone nuts. He's found one he thinks is actually gonna happen. Yes, <laughs> this, is gonna, this, this is gonna happen. And this is a kick, this is a Kickstarter for it. Too. Take a look. Kickstarter too. Wow. Yes, yes. It's got all the the, the, the oh, pieces. Oh, it's this of, thing. Yeah, yes. Forwarded me. Like if you look at Dragon of Legends and you look this at this awesome. other game that was bringing up the Ever Ember, it, it's not even. This is a real game, and there's a team behind it. Okay, a real That's team. Awesome. I like it. Yeah, and it's not awesome. an MMO. Isn't this more like a cooperative thing? Uh, they say action RPGs. What they, what they, what they, they Cooperative they action RPG. Okay, so, remember, um, our definition of MMO is very man. broad. <laughs> Ragnarok is nigh. Awesome. See, you, what I think of when I think of like a model indie game is Shores of Hazeron. It looks awful. The interface is awful, but the guy has been like 
making it for so long. It's one of the deepest MMOs I've ever seen. It's got the RPG part. It's got the yeah, realistic space space flight part. It's got the empire management part, and it all works right now. Wow. Like, it all works, but it is like the most stupidly complex MMO I've ever played. I cannot get online. Yes, more wow. than Eve Online. <laughs> it was it a try is so there. stupidly complex. Like you have to mine stuff and then make buildings and create your empire from scratch from a little character. Yeah, there's, there's five avatars there's online right now. There's five avatars online. Gucci. Avatars where? Yeah, you know what this means? If we get on right now, we could uh, be the double king the player of this base. world. We could double the player base, guys. <laughs> we well, could. you see, it was actually fairly popular and averaged yeah. about 132 people online before, but um, then he took it down for like six months and brought it back up and brought it back up as a pay-to-play game after it was free-to-play. Oh. But the only reason he brought it back up was because he um, needed the money to keep it going, and people were like, well, we'll pay it, and then they didn't. <laughs> so. I mean, oh, sorry, uh, I was saying for, for, for not, this is not like a model, because it's actually more of a real studio than a model indie game. When you think indie, you think one guy working on it, like the one that Matt was talking about. But this game, if you look at their about page, they have like nine people working over here. They got sound designer, character artist, environment artist. Lead developer, lead designer, create. They got they got a real team. So like this yeah. is a game I know it's gonna come out. All right. Whereas when I when I saw the Ever Ember Online video, this looks like some guy, like some indie guy who just got the Eclipse Engine. Again, I'm not sure if it's Eclipse Engine, but I'm gonna keep calling it Eclipse Engine because it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. I you think got it's Mirage. Mirage. Okay. They, they got the engine down and they they played with it, and clearly they don't really care about the game. The server goes down. He doesn't bother responding to anybody because he, again he's not working on it regularly. He's just once in a while when he's bored. He brings up his notepad file and starts working on it, alright? That's how games are made, guys, on notepad. <laughs> if you're badass, you work on notepad. There was a guy who coded Dust 2 in notepad. There you wow. go. Ridiculous shit. Yeah, that was... I mean, I was trying to learn how to make maps. I was like, okay, if this guy can do it in notepad, I should just give up. <laughs> I'm done. Well, you just took that as yeah. a point to give up. Yeah, I took See, it as a point I, to give up. I can't use notepad. When I used to code, I used um, Sublime Text. No plus nice plus syntax plus. highlighting. Oh. No plus 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 does that too, but that's for, for web stuff. Well, uh, to bring us to another more MMO news story that I had in mind, uh, this game uh, coming out from South Korea, Hero Wars, which I don't think anybody asked for, but it's coming to the West anyway. What is Z? Don't forget. Yo, yeah. It makes it more with fun. With the Z, with the Z. Yeah, yeah, I almost forgot. It's basically a top-down action RPG with 15 character classes. Well, not character classes, 15 characters, so you really won't be customizing. And this looks this like looks a really, like, fast dungeon piece. crawler. What is this? Uh, it's a sped up. The video okay, I thought so. I was like, this basically, looks... KOG okay, games, the, uh... like, basically, KOG games... Basically, KOG games have their niche with instanced <laughs> action-based games, yes. and they're bringing another one. Yes. It's the same kind of game. We got characters, too, right? Not even, like, classes? Yeah. Yep, same kind of game. So, of action uh, Oh, could we talk to are they oh, polishing that jade? Oh, there's actually another one coming out. Lot place, right? Then. Yes. This, oh yes. I'm more excited about this one. Yeah, me too. This one looks a little nicer. Uh, I, I would be excited if I thought anyone other than Aria was going to get it. Yeah. Well, Aria, Aria's definitely getting it. So they got all the other excited. I, I think Aria's first pick, but it's not for sure. They got the aesthetics in here. Uh, much more. Lot place. 
Is it trying to copy Left Tail? What, what's up with that name? Yeah. Place? I don't know. The for, one of our first comments on the um, article about the announcement was, oh, so now they're copying Tree of Savior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of the, the oh, right. looks That's like it. Yeah. I think it looks closer to Davillion gameplay wise. Yeah, what? yeah. Trying to, trying to go with the action RPG. I love their art style. Yeah, agreed. They're always. Let's, let's be real. X Legends is on the ball with their art, okay? Aura Kingdom looks gorgeous. And this is going to look nice. really nice, too. You know what it is? They just use very bold color contrasts. Yeah, reminds me of a Tales game, too, for some yeah. reason. They use bold environmental palettes mm -hmm. in general. Yeah, it looks great. I think it gives a nice, you know, it feels like a game. Tree of Savior is colors of brown, though. Don't you see all the gorgeous colors in this? So vibrant. Now, one cool thing about this game, and it's really like the most unique thing it has going for it, is that every class is can you every class can use any weapon, and there are multiple weapons to choose from. And depending on what class weapon combo you use, you have different skills available to you. And then when you kill bosses, they also drop weapons. So you're pretty much you're constantly expanding this repertoire of of different weapon. Uh, well, class combos. So the idea is that they claim over 5,000 combinations of class and weapon. You're missing the important part about the boss weapons, so you get to use the actual abilities that the bosses have. That's really cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And the bosses, yeah, the boss will use an, like, uh, an ability on you that's supposed to make you feel helpless. Like in the video, the trailer, you can see the character getting flailed around and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, that's distinct. Is it distinguishing enough? Someone Maybe. said it reminds me of Torchlight says Torchlight too, And it, it, it kind of, I mean, again, it's action RPG, so I guess in the same way. But was it Torchlight more like Western-y graphics? Uh, it was cartoony, it was, obviously. Yeah, it was like, it was like Western cartoon graphics. Yeah, sort of. I mean, it, there, there becomes a point where it's kind of indistinguishable other than, like, the faces. Fair enough. I love like their their logo and their art. It looks their website looks solid too. Fate and hope. That is some deep stuff, guys. Unfortunately, there's no Western release date yet though. It just it just got announced in Taiwan. So and that's that's where X Legends is based. Though I am concerned about the throwing people around with the bosses because all I can think of is when they first showed off Mortal Online with their giant troll things reaching down and picking up like sheep and stuff, and it was like so buggy and glitchy and it looked awful. And you don't you don't want to have bosses at CCU for too long for no reason because then it just it's not good for gameplay. Not good. For Frustrating. Gameplay. Yeah. These guys have these are very proud of their soundtrack. They have two videos on their official YouTube channel. One is the video we just played earlier, and number two is a, a BGM track. <laughs> so they're they're very nice. proud of this work. Yeah. <laughs> we we have all the other X Legend BGMs on our music section too, so we'll add this one as soon as possible. Well, this is just the perfect segue. I'm just gonna do it now. We have a new, uh, a new weekly post on the website, and we want to hear from you guys, the guys who visit MMOs.com, and we're going to call it the Weekly Raid. We're going to be asking you guys a question about MMOs, uh, anything about MMOs. Each week we'll have a new question, and we want you to hear from you guys. We want you guys to respond in the comments on the page. It'll be in the editorial section. Erhan should be bringing it up now. Basically, this week we want to know what's your favorite MMO soundtrack. Before we get to the answer, I want to say that the original idea for the name was pretty terrible and it was Sean's fault. Sean's it was idea? It's not a terrible name. Okay, You're let's just... be real. Let's get the, the audience opinion on this, okay? You said, I was... know it's a terrible name for most people. Okay, listen, I listen, like... listen, 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 okay? Yeah. Sean, Sean said that it should be called, instead of the Daily Raid, it's, uh, the Weekly Raid, it should be called the Weekly Daily. 
Well, because you know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you guys think about that? The week I know no one likes it. I know that. You, you said it sounded good. Shit, what do you think? I <laughs> the weekly daily. I know it's confusing. <laughs> it, oh, they're trying to make it like a <laughs> like a daily quest. But it's, not, I, it's not daily though. I know it's not a daily. <laughs> the daily. I wasn't referring to daily in terms of something you do every day. I was referring to it as a quest that's recurring. All right, so, See, the, so it's like, a different the answer. sense of of uh, daily. So what's everyone's favorite MMO soundtracks are up there? We're hearing a lot of answers from uh, from the chat here. Cabal lines being thrown around. Guild Wars 2, FF FF11. I, I haven't heard the FF11 soundtrack because I never played FF11. How was the soundtrack in that game? Shoot, have you played it? FF11. Yeah. Um, it was okay. I mean, I didn't play play it that much. Like I got up to like the the desert or was whatever. It, was my it, was mom, it by Naboo? My mom played the shit out of that game. Um, was it? Uh, I'm yeah. not sure. That's why. I think I personally think Final Fantasy XIV is uncontested right now. It's got that classic it seems uh, so, Final yeah. Fantasy. It's also style. yeah, it's yeah, it has some new. music by Nobuo Uematsu. So yeah, he did work for FF14 as well, right? All right, you guys, FF14 has on the SoundCloud so far. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know she loves stats, right? So I, I love tell you. you what the most popular uh, soundtrack actually is. Oh yeah, this is just on, based on our data for our SoundCloud, okay? But a lot, a lot of things get different expo levels of exposure, though. So let's see if our fans, uh, the viewers agree with this, alright? The best soundtrack, according to popularity so far, for games on our site, is Rocket League. Okay, okay. I can see That's that. That's fair. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a nice soundtrack, but I wouldn't consider it the best, you know what the I mean? The thing about Rocket League's soundtrack is you only hear it in the menu, right? Because when you're playing a game... There's no soundtrack. The only soundtrack is the ball blowing up and cars blowing up. I mean, it's really catchy. I'll give it's them that. It's amazingly catchy. Oh, it's all. I think it's great. The uh, okay, the top six tracks, most played tracks, are all Rocket League tracks. That's that. I'm not surprised actually. Now that you said that, it, it would have come to my mind. Yeah, it's not really an MMO, but in terms of games we cover, uh, I'm not that surprised now that I hear it because it's got really good stuff. I mean, just put it on, and listen to like on a shuffle, and enjoy it. Yeah. It also is averaging like a hundred thousand players at once. That's like, really? of course, people yeah. are gonna go looking for it. Mm -hmm. What's next? Okay, so then the only one that cracks that is Mabinogi. Really? What? Mabinogi. I didn't think Mabinogi's music was anything special. What? I love Mabinogi's music. See, there you go. Except for except for the ones people made, like with yeah. the instruments. Those were pretty great. I mean, the, the, the music itself is pretty good, though. They even have, like, an opening that's, like, with lyrics and stuff. It's good. Mm -hmm. You guys ever track. heard it? Right, there are a lot of openings. Mabinogi, no. There's only one twice. opening for Mabinogi. No, I mean, for different games, like, a lot of them have openings now. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, the best thing is with Mabinogi is it, it, it adds lyrics just to the... Just the instrumental track of the opening, because there's like a Mabinogi theme song. It's really pretty music. See, what guys said, Anarchy Online is his, his pick for sure. Everyone's obviously got their favorites too. We're yeah. seeing some recurring themes. Are uh, somebody mentioned Granada Spada and Ragnarok Online? So there's obviously gonna be some, you know. Th th there's a lot everyone's passionate about. I mean, mine's Eve Online, hands down. I loved the jukebox in Eve Online, which I said in the post. And I thought it was so perfect for flying through space. I think that soundtrack got me playing Eve Online more than the Eve Online Steam Play. <laughs> the, the perfect tone.
The gameplay in online. Do you mean the spreadsheet in online? Yeah, the spreadsheet, exactly. Great, where's Mebno? Your music playing now. Okay, just that one track happened to do really well, alright? Yeah, yeah. Because clearly what happened was somebody took that track and they embedded it on the Mabinogi forums or something, and it got played a lot over there. So that, our, our data is a little bit easily I'll, skewed. I'll show you guys the stats right on the page here. Uh, yeah. We have, we have all of them on mos.com slash music, and mm -hmm. we, we just manually set all that up, and they're all on SoundCloud now. But we can, we can view all the data on SoundCloud. But all the soundtracks for almost all, all... We have over 200 games, full soundtracks, embedded through SoundCloud yeah, yeah, on mos.com slash music. Browsable on the site. SoundCloud so is we, pretty laggy, guys. I don't know. Like, using SoundCloud's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but the music is all the music section on the site is awesome. You, uh, the search works there too. You can get a random <sighs> soundtrack, or you just browse. It goes through like these like twenty something pages or something. But you we have what? like we have the allies too. We have so many soundtracks. You know what game has a lot of tracks? Hmm. Uh, Maple Story. Yeah. I think really? it's over five hundred soundtracks. Wow, that's quite a bit. I feel like they're called tracks. The soundtrack is the entire album. Uh, whatever. You know? uh, Songs, tracks. It's a lot of it's a lot of tracks there. It's way like the Blade and Soul soundtrack as well. Does it sound like a strip club soundtrack? <laughs> Is that what you're looking for in a, in a, a sci-fi MMO? That, that, that's what I expect from Blade <laughs> and Soul. <laughs> so we have to Star too as well. There's a, <clears throat> a lot of a lot of for me it's. I don't think Fantasy Star Online is going to be like winning me over with the soundtrack. I think it's the new expansion with the dinosaurs that are frozen and the evil bears that open their heads into like <laughs> I can't even remember. You guys, we have a we have a record number of viewers on Twitch right now. We got eight. We got big eighty. Wow. Oh, nice. I know it's growing. Yeah, yeah. I give you guys a, a smile that there. You know, doll, doll here. <laughs> you, you gotta do it again. You gotta do it again. I was had, I had to. <laughs> oh, oh. Shoot. Everyone's here because you, you tweeted that you're on camera. Oh my god. Kappa. <laughs> Everyone got trolled. I mean, I, I like Ultima Line soundtrack only because, again, it was my favorite MMORPG. And it just. The, the, the tunes like aren't really anything great by themselves, but they, they bring a lot of memories back because I heard them so many times in different areas. So I, th I think any good. A really good game has to have a good soundtrack too, because it, it has to be able to evoke the the feelings of being there and just reliving the nostalgia. And I think any of the good games really do have it. I mean, the games we all really like have it as well. I have a list of the FF14 soundtrack myself though, because I never really played FF14. But I, now that Matt also recommended the soundtrack, I'm gonna go ahead and listen to it while I'm doing work next time, on like shuffle in the background. We're scammed by shoe riot. Nice. So how does this work? Do we uh? What, 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 what day of the week is this segment going to come up? This segment will release uh, during the podcast each week, and we will ask you guys the question we talk the about podcast too, and keep the article up, and that's how we'll do it going forward. I like so. it. Yeah. I like oh. the whole uh, community interaction thing mm -hmm. that we do. And sometimes, sometimes people ask, you know, how can they help us out? Uh, really, it's just, you know, communicate with us on the site, ask questions, you know, comment on stuff. And Spread we, the word. We always, we always browse the site yeah. and respond to comments whenever we can. So yeah. it's really the best way to help MMOs grow and whatnot. Plus, uh, uh, people can talk to us in Discord, right? Don't we do that? Not, not yet, but eventually. Not yet. That's, that's a work in progress. But also, it's, it's a 2016 thing. Yeah. People have to join Discord for us to and talk it, to them. And the problem is, if we, if we, get, if we get that going, it gets too big eventually. We'll, well, we'll, we'll worry about it then, but you know. We need like mods and stuff on Discord. 
That isn't us. But what, what I also realized, even a lot of meh MMORPGs like that don't do really well have pretty decent soundtracks. Like, I, I skipped through some of the Allout stuff. It wasn't great, but it was, it was pretty good. I, I think it was better than the actual game, you know, the soundtracks. That happens quite a bit. It happens a lot. I mean, you see some really good tunes because, again, it's the guys making the game aren't the ones that make the soundtrack. So, like, no. the game could be very meh, but the soundtrack could come out amazing. You know, they could they could win the soundtrack part of the game, like of the success. But if the gameplay flops, that's that's the most important, obviously. So you got a lot of good tunes out there that people don't really listen to. But they're, they're Granado Granado Espada isn't exactly per, a game to play, but its soundtrack its soundtrack was made by both Soundtemp and Tiesto among others, and. That explains why the main city has the dopest house techno beat. That's totally inappropriate, but works. <laughs> uh, so, like that game soundtrack is worth checking out the game alone. And I think that happens more often than not. <laughs> True Savior soundtrack is awesome too. I enjoyed it. That's also sound sound. Mm -hmm. I um, think we tried to put the sound the sound uh, the soundtrack for Skyforge up. But they told us to take it down. A jerk. Yeah. Well, yeah. at least they. A few games are giving us trouble with that. Um, we're not making any money off the soundtracks, so if you guys and and, and the games are free for the most part. Like, come on, they're on your computer when you download the game, right? Maybe yeah, not labeled properly, but they're there. Yeah, but we take them down. Obviously, people ask, but it's, it has been a big issue. Wait, it has been or it has, it has been? not. It has not. Oh. Only only a couple of them. Not yet, played. but it might be. Yeah, eventually. Eventually, yeah. Uh... Yeah, we'll hire a team of lawyers to fight them on their own soundtracks, right? Let, let me change my career again. I'll go back to uh, <laughs> studying law. That's guess, something I never did. We okay. Phoenix, right? Guys, we got to talk about the, the the minor controversy of the week. Oh, yeah. That's yes. right. Let's transition to that. How the, good is it? It's, um, Sean, you can cover because you, you brought up in the pregame. I mean, I don't know, I don't know enough. Basically, uh, one of the top Hearthstone streamers, and I'll get his name in a second here. Wreckful. Rightful, he got caught viewing. No, 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 no. Rightful right? called out the other guy. Oh, okay, okay. Rightful called out the other guy. See, we, we really are in tune with this one. What's the other uh, guy's name? He's really popular. Let me get it. So, no, somebody, somebody on the Case Twitch will know. Someone know. <laughs> Basically, someone was using ViewBots to raise uh, the perception of how well they were doing on Twitch. And they were a top Hearthstone streamer. And it just shows you that it's not just the little guy using bots to... Uh, it's the big guy. Numbers. The big yeah. guys do Masan or something. Masan, yeah, I think it was him. Anyway, the, what was going? On, what was interesting is it was all kind of unfolding on the live stream. They were like both live stream at the same time, and Rekpo was basically saying, "Okay, this guy always has so many more viewers than me. At least three to four thousand viewers. I'm pretty sure he's using ViewBots, and I can prove it. Here's how. I'm gonna go to, sh I, you know, only the best way to prove it would be if we both look at our ad revenue, because ad revenue, Twitch does not give ad revenue for bots. Only actual ads played." And neither streamer actually runs ads on their stream. So ads only play when somebody wa joins the stream for the first time. So it's an objective, fair way to look. So if he has three to four times more viewers, he should have three to four times more ad revenue. And ad revenue is, not, again, a very small portion of their income because neither run ads. So Recful is like, I'll show mine on stream. And I'll show mine if he shows his, right? And, and so one of his viewers asked, will you show yours if he shows his? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, this sounds like kind of. <laughs> yeah, you show me. Yeah, exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, so he agreed to showing his. If he, if Rekful showed his, like, okay, fine, I'll show mine. So he goes on stream, he puts it on, and he shows his ad revenue. He makes twenty six hundred dollars <laughs> right, last month, with no ads, with no manual ads ran. And then the other guy is like, I'm not going to show mine, <laughs> right? <laughs> because it's against terms of service or something, right? But uh, he he ended up saying how much ad revenue he had. It was about the same. So you can't have the same ad revenue. And have four times the player and the, the viewer base 
as that guy. He, he was very clearly running ViewBots at that point. It was almost like mathematically proven that you're running ViewBots if your ad revenue is the same at three times, four times viewers. I remember so, reading as well that uh, his social media accounts, which, you know, if you're using social media, the numbers didn't add up. Like, there's... This is kind of this isn't you know scientific. This is kind of a bullshit way to figure it out. But basically, you know, if if you have this many viewers on Twitch, but your social media accounts are kind of dead and you're using them, uh, more than likely you're they're botting something. That works yeah. for websites too. Like if someone has ten thousand Facebook followers and they have a Twitter and it's only say five hundred, they bought those Facebook likes. The same thing with Twitter. I mean, but you figure if they buy. bought the Facebook likes, they might as well buy the Twitter followers. Oh, uh, you can buy like ten thousand followers for like yeah, five yeah. bucks. Is this really that too big of a deal, though? I mean, if he wants to make himself feel better, it's like... But, uh... controversy of the week. You got something else? I, I, I guess it's like their job, right? So, and the higher, yeah. you, uh, higher you are on the list of people with the most viewers, you know... You get some genuine viewers, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah people, people usually just click the top oh, ones, yeah. you know? But it's a controversy because is, is it, it kind of... It's unfair, obviously, because, you know, the guy at the top should be the one that's got the most viewers. It's kind of cheating to get ahead, in a way. Mm -hmm. they it's a cheating a popularity contest too, but that's rampant. That's if in the popularity economy, which is what this shit is. Yeah, that, that happens everywhere. Every major website has bought Twitter followers and Facebook likes and viewers. It's and you can easily check when you like see the little, especially on Twitter, you see like little egg followers and you see yeah. every other line. Well, well, actually, I think it's worse than buying Twitter followers or Facebook likes because those don't really do anything by themselves, right? You don't hurt other people. No, like. no, you're right. They don't. But this, you know, you take someone's slot. That is true, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that is true. You're right. So a lot of, like, lower or newer streamers can look at it and be like, okay, in order to compete, I have to cheat as well. You know, it takes the fairness out of the equation. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And that, that, that hurts the platform, I think. All right, I... I concede. Setting a dangerous precedent. You're right. I mean, it's not like that big of a deal, but I do think it's unfair, and it, it changes the perception of the game being rigged. You know. That have Have you guys seen the CS:GO drama at all? It's pretty what, good. More drama? I love oh, drama. What's a drama show? Sure. Right, okay, so, so what happened was this, it actually started like a like I think last year or something, January and early February 2015. Pretty much, um, a bunch of CS:GO people were um, caught. Professional players were could um, engaged in mac match fixing. Oh yeah, I did much. hear about that. Yeah, yeah. So they they actually what happened is one of the people who was like because it came up like the time because they got they got banned for like a year, right? Mm -hmm. Said um, you guys are gonna be banned, like, and then they said, but we will re-review the case in like a year, right? So one year happened and like Valve didn't say anything, and one of the players was like. I thought you guys were gonna reevaluate our thing, mm -hmm. right? And then, freaking Valve was like, okay. Uh, then, like two hours later, like, yeah, yeah you guys are. You guys are still banned. You guys are still perfect. <laughs> so that's interesting because match fixing in a pro in pro uh, esports. I mean, it it's always been pretty like bad. it's pretty pretty intense. I mean, people. It, it's been ha it's happened in real sports too, but I feel like real sports have gone to a place where it doesn't happen that often. But I still think in eSports, it's so easy to throw a game on purpose if you make a bet, you know? There's no one to, like, check if you're going to throw the game or not, you know? How do you prevent that? Like, I, I don't know. I don't think you can. I was thinking at, at the Dota 2 tournament, imagine the last two teams were both Chinese, right? And they're like, wait a minute, let's just split the money. <laughs> that could definitely happen. Did you guys hear how they got caught, though, in CSGO? No, how? Uh, so pretty much, um, it was like a whole team that was matchmaking. The, what they were doing is they were buying skins. They were betting skins. And then they were having the skins sent to their accounts 
right? Like, like they, they did some whole like skin laundering thing, right? To skin, get laundering. skin laundering. Skin laundering. This is this is <laughs> this is the new thing. But anyway, the way they got caught was one guy told his girlfriend and then cheated on her. Wow. And then she, she had read like, it out. Yeah, she, she she was like, you know, like fuck fuck she you. She scumbagged him. She's like fuck you, and then she like showed the text messages to like um one of the the. The heads of the league or something. Damn, never, and then, never and then the, the, girls with the, info. the hammer came down on all of them. Like um, after that, like Valve was like, "Well, I guess uh, there's unrefutable evidence that this is happening. So I guess we better do our own investigation." And then they went look like, "Okay, this account has lots of skins on it. Belongs to this guy." And then, like all of a sudden, had this influx of like free skins coming its way. And oh my god, it's it's crazy. <laughs> And, and the skins have real value too. So when, when they're betting skins, it's not necessarily just like for for shits and giggles. Some of the yeah. skins are worth hundreds of dollars. And if like people regularly have like, like the, the market for skins in CS:GO is like, is is a massive market. You could you could you bet thousands of dollars worth of real skins in matches. So it comes down to real money. And I mean, you have to imagine this is like your fans, you know, and yeah. you're 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 fucking with your fans. Like they. They, they're betting on you because they have faith in you, right? Yeah. And then you just pretty much fuck them all over so you can benefit from your own fans. So, like, I mean, clearly. And, clearly and just it lets them down, too, because you know, you're rooting for a team to win, and they're just doing it for the money in their own way and just throwing the it's, it's so It's really bad. All right, I got, a, I got a little topic here now concerning this. Will this skin betting and all this esports betting stuff, will it get the same kind of ire that just recently hit FanDuel and DraftKings. No. That was quick. No. That's some reasoning. Well, FanDuel I'm, is huge. Esports bet, uh, uh, skin betting is small. I'm glad you answered me so quickly. <laughs> overruled. Overruled. Vulcan. Vulcan Esports. They used to hand out all those stupid flyers to the tournaments. Yeah. They they done. They they said we're transitioning. We're not doing uh, esports betting anymore. Really? Yep. Why? They fired some staff because they said we we kind of they uh Risk? they got in trouble in Nevada actually. Uh, FanDuel, uh Vulcan. And they said, they, I think they see the writing on the wall where the regulators won't allow this. There's no way. Vulcan is almost exclusively esports. Here, I'll link you the article. I still see on their homepage they're doing, let's see, in fantasy esports. Link me the article. I will link you the article. There's no way they're showing down their, their fantasy esports. This, this is like their thing. Oh, yeah, Erhan, your, <coughs> your picture doesn't have your name at the bottom. My picture is what? Your picture on the stream doesn't have your name at the bottom. Don't worry. I'm a, I'm a man with no name. But the people are, are, are asking on the <laughs> stream. I'm a, I'm a man with no name. Uh, they I'm they said seeing... you are evanbos.com in the yes. flesh. I, I'm the avatar <laughs> of the site. Okay? The embodiment. Wait, so I, I'm not seeing any information on this Vulcan doing what you said. Alright, I gotta, I gotta find this. Again, my reasoning being very simple. Vulcan is enormous. This is not Vulcan. Uh, FanDuel and DraftKings. These are like billion-dollar companies now, if not more. And they're just doing obviously legalized gambling. Whereas, a fancy esports is also legalized gambling in a way. I mean, it's it's a gray area, but right, it's it's go. such a tiny market. I'll put it on the stream too. Yeah. So, uh, fantasy esports hub Vulcan lays off st staff as it shifts direction. I just did the day. See, shuttered his operation in the state of Nevada, which is where we live, guys. Omar and I. A few months after being state branded, Daily Fantasy Sports is gambling. Okay, well, when they shifted the direction, they uh, 
Let's see. The company is trying it means, to think it means to keep it Unfortunately, this is a painful but necessary da 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 da. However, it seems that the Vulcan may be extricating itself from daily fancy esports business entirely. Uh, that's yet to be seen. Come on. They may be involved in the process, but just oh always like, read, the first, read the first paragraph. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible. 14 people is a quarter <laughs> of their company. Yeah, it's a big percent. What is this VIP membership thing? Yeah, so that is a new thing that is apparently being done by Silk Road. And basically, you put in however much like premium currency per month, and based on how much you put in, you get like increased attack damage, increased hit rates, increased <laughs> okay. damage. Oh my god! Wait, oh my god! Oh, oh, and guess what? Once you once you donate to the the blue icon level of uh, donation, five thousand plus, you have a built-in bot. It's called auto hunting. The game oh, plays. The, the game plays wait, itself. But, but after that, it's the top 10 that get 20% increased attack damage. So basically, it literally is a race to see how much you can pay in one month. <laughs> Dude, I've done, I've, done, I've done shit like that before. It's the dark times. Dark times. Oh, this dark is incredible. Times. Okay, I did um, Shin Megami Tensei online. You guys remember that yeah, game? Yeah, of course, the Mega Ten. Okay, you know, remember how Mega Ten used to have like those... I mean, I, I'm sure they still have them. It's like Tear Spender or something. Yeah, yeah. Like oh my like god! Them. Like you get like it's like super rare item. Like if you're like the top, like top ten spenders, or oh my god, I spent like four hundred dollars. Shoot! Stop no! It. Stop spending money on these game on these pay to win games. Shoot! Like the no! She spends enough for all of us combined here at MMOs. Yeah, she's uh she's supporting the entire industry for us. Okay. She spends more than I could if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any form. I'm done. No Good. More. You were formed. No, no, no more for me. Yo, watching this, uh, this joy, this uh, Silk Road Online gameplay brings back some memories. <laughs> I'm looking at some sick one. They're killing a raid boss. Killing Can Jupiter. You, like another example of old games being popular. Like, Silk Road Online is still kind of a big deal, isn't it? For bots. Yeah, for bots. But let's be real. When you log on, there's bots everywhere too, obviously, but. The game is a. I remember when I tried playing Silk Road a couple of years ago, like more than a couple of years now, at least four years ago now. Like the servers were so full that like every time you try logging in and it's full, not only would it say the server is full, the game is like the server is full and kicks you off. You gotta relaunch the patcher, go through the game, go through the stupid splash art for their logo, and then you can try again. It's like a big fuck you to you. You know what's crazy though? Like, I could just how I could tell it was a good game for its time at least. Hmm. My uncle played this game and he liked it. Yeah, I remember that too. Like, can you imagine that? Like an old person playing Silk Road. <laughs> it was such a basic game, too. It was a basic bitch game, right? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it, it was a basic. That's a good game. A game. I remember when you, when you got your bar full, you go like rage mode, and your character just turns like, just gets bigger, like Avatar, like an Avatar from uh, yeah, everything. Warcraft 3, yeah. Uh, but to be real, though, for the time, it was definitely a really high quality game for, for free to play. Because this was this was early free to play when there was nothing good to play. Now now we get Silk Road R. Okay, they just they just changed the name a little bit and changes the XP rates and a little bit of mechanics. And I think were they going for like a non pay to win version of Silk Road R? Because they keep all the pay to win stuff in Silk Road Online, or is is this all these buffs account wide? These VIP buffs. Who knows? It's probably pay to win on both. They want to make more money. But yeah, uh, going back to that esports stuff. So, I think things like skins and fantasy betting on esports is gonna is gonna hit the same wall that DraftKings and FanDuel started hitting. 
if anything, it's uh, it's FanDuel's fault for bringing all the attention to fantasy betting. You know, the Vulcan operates on such a smaller scale than uh. Yeah, they got caught in the wake, obviously. Yeah. Grumble, do you have a desk mic? Open that mouth. What? What? <laughs> the rev from the guy named Rev on our Twitch just said, "Silk Road, the game you bought in." Yeah, dude, that game is like one of the was one of the most botted games of all time. I think it was just so easy to bot that everyone did it. Okay, think... confessions, guys. Have you guys botted in a game before? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, Maple Story. Maple Story. Hell yeah. Bot the shit out of Maple Story. With with I've never, I've never downloaded a separate thing for botting. If I've bought it, it's been built in. I can't be arsed. Wow. Really? Uh, uh, well, so it's too much work. A lot of games are built in bots now, obviously, but it it, it it was it was a thrill of getting the bot in. When you were on Cheat Engine, you were oh, searching awesome. the memory, you felt like Elite Hacker, 69, cool guy. Alright, trying to get your automated MapleStory bot going and do the VAC hack. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure my MapleStory account got banned, unbanned recently from like a five-year ban or a ten-year ban. The best hack will always be the Counter-Strike wall hacks. Oh, yeah. Alright? Your guy went like this. That's how you can tell you were hacking. We had, we, I had an aimbot in Counter-Strike 1.6. I, I only did it like for like one day, okay? And I never hacked again in Counter-Strike, because hacking is scummy as, as F. I used to but hack like, in StarCraft. <laughs> there, there was a guy in my guild when I played Link Realms that was hacking the game just to see what he could do, and it turns out the only thing he could actually hack, because everything was server-side, was movement. Well, that's, 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 pretty still yeah, that's pretty important. It's a speed hack yeah. that he made. And then he reported it to the developers because people kept yelling at him. <laughs> He's like, okay, okay, fine. This is how I did it, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> so we, other people also hacked and bought in MapleStory. That, that, that's a popular one. Everyone the, was, the best about MapleStory, and I did this in Omer's basement, was you would get all the enemies in one corner of the, the map. The VAC, the VAC. You just sit there. <laughs> Do the area abilities on them? You just, you just grind. You would go to like a, a really weird map too, because you were hoping the GM wouldn't catch you, and, and you would leave. He, he always caught you. He always got caught eventually. You'd go to the most obscure map that nobody goes to, and like you, you can't evac the popular areas. You gotta no, go no, obscure no. shit. And the funny thing is, what, what's remarkable about MapleStory botting, for example, like I bought it a lot, and the highest level I got one of my bots before they got banned was I think 55 or 60 on my mage, and for the time that was still really good because it got there pretty quickly and had tons of loot. But if, I, if you look at MapleStory now, you get to level like 200, right, 150, 180 in literally like a week of very casual play. So, too much. So it really, the experience rate really went through the roof. So uh, somebody asked, uh, I'm going to download bots or hacks. How do they know it's not a virus? It uh, usually is. <laughs> it usually is. I would just say Omar and I, we just had a good understanding of, of spyware and stuff. So we kind and of what we were downloading, yeah. Uh, we knew what to do right away if it was like the wrong kind of file. Uh, Nowadays, I, I, if you want to be smart, you can use virtual machines and stuff too. Yeah. You know, it was always, always a virus, pretty much. Key gens. Oh yeah, but you got the cool music though. You got the awesome music on there. The music right? is awesome. Uh, Some are good. You got, you got, you got down the legit ones. The ones with the good ratings on, like, on the pirate. What do you pirate. mean legit? There are no legit key gens. Oh, the photo. Okay, well, the, the Photoshop, Photoshop one is pretty good. The Photoshop one is really solid. And the soundtrack is great. Yeah, the no, soundtrack on that one is good. I, too. I didn't download Photoshop unless it put, um, like, a. Uh, key in the description. Unless there was a key in the description for the wow. torrent, I didn't download it. Wow, that's right. Uh, mine worked pretty decently. Uh, Sony Vegas also the, has a good one. Then they came out with the White Rabbit edition that doesn't even need a key. 
<laughs> Not that any of us would pirate Photoshop. We're all yeah, never. We, 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 don't, we, don't we, we all, we all, we, you know, we pay for it. Okay, guys. I paid three thousand dollars for Photoshop. <laughs> I'm paying for Creative Cloud. Whatever. Yeah, at least Creative Cloud is like something monthly, and it's not like obscene. That that kind of makes sense. Like, I have that student fifteen dollars a month thing going on right now. That's awesome. I, I pay for those fifteen bucks. Yeah. <sighs> Probably is, and you're still not gonna pay. So and, uh, this this is a guy giving me shit for paying for Crunchyroll for eight dollars a month, right? And he paid fifty dollars a month for Photoshop. My ass, he paid fifty. He said he would not pay a dollar for Photoshop. <laughs> I wouldn't even right? pay for Netflix if Omar wasn't paying for it. Yeah, I pay for Netflix and Crunchyroll, but we use it. We use we use Netflix a lot. Yeah. You know why you pay for Netflix and Crunchyroll? Convenience. Yes, ex I could pirate all that shit, and I. It just, it's convenient. It's a personal thing. I feel like I feel like I'm losing if I pay for something I can easily. Pay. And also, you make sure you get the actual one that's not dubbed over by some like idiot that thought, "Hey, this would be funny to dub over." <laughs> and you don't download it, and it's like, "Oh, this is in Spanish exactly. subtitles." That problem happens pretty often, like once in a while, when you pirate things. <laughs> and the, the dub can be in Spanish and stuff too. All right. Well, we're running kind of long for the podcast. I'm gonna close it. Uh, we got to stay here for overtime and Q and A. Do yeah. the Q and A right so, after uh, this. So take care, guys. <laughs> Later, guys. See ya. See ya. Is this That's the like, fun part? Oh, oh my God! One time.